Welcome to the Weight Release Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Bron Martin, the hypnotic weight whisperer. This podcast is for women who are so over diets, but you still want to release weight. And if diets don't work, and we know they don't from hard-won experience, then what do we do? It's all good. Now you're in the right place. I'm going to share practical tools, inspiration, insights, and a little bit of mind-bendy hypno-magic to support you in your weight release journey. So let's get started, shall we? In this episode, we're going to talk about moving from body loathing to body love. And I wanted to talk to you about this eventually, but it actually brought it top of mind to talk to you about it today because today I skived off work after a client session this morning and took myself away to watch the movie Leo Grand. And I had to watch it today because it was moving out of gold class. And I only ever want to watch movies in gold class for the rest of my life because it's just so much better. It's like if you had the opportunity to fly business class for an extra $20, wouldn't you? Yes. So it's an extravagance that I give myself. And the movie, I'm not going to give you the whole plot line or anything. Well, I'm going to give you the plot line. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Don't you hate it when people do that? Somebody ruined Harry Potter for me because it had taken me years to get to um, going through all of the books. And then they were like, well, everybody knows that XYZ happened. And I thought, you bloody dick. I didn't know that happened. Now, in the movie, Emma Thompson is a woman who hires a male escort, a sex worker. So the bit of the movie that I'm going to focus on specifically is aging, is our body, is the way we see our body, and also the way that we talk about other women. So at one point in the movie, they're talking about Nigella Lawson and Leo says, oh yeah, she's like hot. I don't know, that's not his exact words. He said it much better than that. And Emma Thompson's character said, oh, I was waiting for you to say for her age. And he said, no, she's empirically hot. And that is a big thing, right? We get to this point, I'm 47, and we get to this point, you know, between 40 to the rest of our lives, that all of a sudden that women's attractiveness is deemed less like what I'm doing and what I'm championing championing it's really hard word to say is that we are getting better and better the older we get and there are some races cultures that believe that and the older women or older people in a race beat the younger people because that's what they expect to happen that the older you get the better you get So I ban that phrase and I have done for ages for her age. And I always call people out on it when I hear it as well. Now in the movie, she is describing her body and she's describing it in a way that is so unkind, so awful, so self-deprecating and with more than a tinge of self-loathing. And then we cut to a nude scene and she's examining her body in the mirror with much more loving eyes and as an actress showing her fully naked body as a 63 year old woman in itself is such a brave move. Now there are many women myself included in the past that don't even look at themselves in front of the mirror let alone have a scene in front of the mirror that everybody is going to see. Ageism is rife in our culture 
And for her to do that as an actress and just be there fully bare is honestly go and see the movie and hopefully you get it in gold class. Now, that's a good segue into when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you like what you see? What's your self-talk like? And maybe you don't even look at yourself in the mirror. Maybe you avoid mirrors. Maybe you avert your eyes. Maybe when you look in a full-length mirror, you just look at your face. I know that I studiously avoided looking at myself in the mirror, and that's when I piled on the most weight. I, I had what I say, obviously this is not a clinical diagnosis because I'm not a health professional in that capacity, but I had reverse body dysmorphia where I just didn't, I didn't feel as big as I looked. And so I would see myself in a shop window and I would get an absolute fright. Like, who is that person? Like sort of like fully no connection between that being me and that being my reality. And until it really got to the point where, yeah, that is actually you. (laughs) And yeah, you have gotten that big. And it got to the point where other people would say things. Like I remember it was my birthday and I was in the shop and this woman said to me, oh, it's so hard for us, isn't it? Hard for us big girls. And I was like, sorry? And she said, it's just so hard for us big girls to find, you know, normal clothes in these shops. I just looked at her like, what the actual fuck? It was my birthday. I wanted to cry. I walked out of the shop and went to the pub I drank then and just sculled a glass of wine. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me anyway. So it was lots of those little tiny things that took me on the path of awareness of like, oh, actually, I am carrying quite a bit of weight. And I told you the story, if you've already listened to the episode, about feeling like an overstuffed sausage, standing up at the front of the retreat, just crying, saying, all I want to do is love my body. Notice at my biggest that I didn't say all I want to do is release weight. Even at that point in time, I knew that the biggest thing for me was to love my body. And that included loving my body while I was carrying the weight. The thing is, we don't get to go on a diet, release weight however we're releasing it while we're loathing our bodies and then get to the perfect weight, size and shape for us and all of a sudden have this amazing life and be frolicking on the beach like Becky with the good hair. Because you've still got that person inside who is valuing you based on what you look like. So if you're slim then you're worthy of love. But at what point do we decide? Do we get five kilos within our goal and then realize 10 pounds, realize, think, no, oh, now I'm worthy of the love. So now I can start loving myself. So that's why it's so important to love your body as you are right here, right now, today, no matter what weight you are, and continually loving yourself through the process of weight release. And it might be releasing weight energetically, emotionally, mentally, trauma, the stories, the weight of old expectations, and then getting to that goal weight. And you've already in that process of releasing all of that weight, you've become the person that you are. And if you imagine a child that's brought up with no love versus a child that's brought up in a loving, secure and happy home. Now imagine that home is your body. So you get the choice to 
support yourself, to nurture yourself, to nourish yourself through the process of the weight release so it becomes a healing journey, not just how the bloody hell can I get rid of all this fat, you know, which is so disgusting. What a horrible self-loathing way to think. You'll notice that I swear like a motherfucker, but if, if I'm ever saying the F word, it's because I'm using it as somebody that would have said the F word. And if you think about the first thing that people say about somebody, if they're, you know, being mean, it's like, oh, you're fat bitch. Oh, you're fat prick or whatever, whatever it is, right? And so I'm, I just deleted that word from my vocabulary. Now, the only difference when I actually use it is when I'm talking about my cat and I'm like, come on, fatty. And he wobbles along and it's cute, right? And there's nothing obviously loaded into that. But I strongly urge you and invite you to stop using the F word for yourself. Now, my own journey from body loathing to body love started when I realized that I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to bully myself anymore. I didn't want to look in the mirror and grab bits or just look at myself with just my upper lip curled up a bit, like just disgust and disappointment in my eyes. Like, what the fuck have you done to yourself? I didn't want to be like that anymore. And when I first started, I mean, I I did mirror work years ago, like Louise Hay championed mirror work years ago. And I did it when I was in London. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was overcoming a lot of trauma, um, a lot of trauma. And so I was doing work on that. I couldn't even look at my own eyes in the mirror could not look at my own eyes in the mirror and say, I love you. Bawling. Like it was the biggest thing. It was like, I don't know, climbing a mountain. It was one of the biggest things that I ever had to do. And now I look at this at myself in the mirror and I'm gyrating naked, giving myself a wink like, you know, I'd tap that. (laughs) Such a massive change, but it was a process to get there. And so I started by doing little things. I would look in the mirror and I'd look into my eyes and I'd think, you've got really nice eyes. I really like my eyes. And then I would look at other things that I liked about myself. So I've got amazing nails. I have been genetically blessed with really long nail beds. And I'm like, yeah, I really like my nails. And for ages, those were the only things that I liked. And my hair's pretty amazing. I've got like, you know, I'm a Leo and I've got the Leo hair going on. So I started liking other things. It just snowballed from there. And now I really love myself. I really like myself. I value myself. I speak about myself and think about myself in kind and loving ways. And it doesn't matter if I put on a few kilos or release a few kilos. My self-love doesn't dip. It's not the bloody stock exchange index, or you can tell I'm not financial or whatever. It doesn't go up and down based on what I look like. It's constant. It's like the unconditional love that everybody deserves in their life. And the only person that you can really ever get that from is from yourself. So if you're blocking yourself away from that love, then you're creating this dissonance and disconnection in your body that you only deserve to be loved if you are skinny, if you are slim, if you're the perfect weight, size and shape for yourself. Now, can you imagine your partner saying to you, I'm only going to love you if you're skinny? And maybe some of you don't even have to try so hard to imagine it. My ex-husband said to me, I would love you more if you were slimmer. Yeah. (laughs) Ex being the operative word there, even though actually we're still married and it's been, what, 15 years? It's complicated. But that was the least problematic thing happening in our relationship. I survived that narcissist. And to all of those who have survived narcissists and come out the other side and learned how to love yourself, giving you 
a two-handed high five. Yeah. You made it. Yay. And if you're still under the influence of somebody else or if you're still grieving or getting over that or you've still got other people's insults ricocheting around in your mind, then the quickest way to get those out is to do hypnosis. 100% hands down, start putting loving and kind words into your mind. Replacing all of those old, harsh, critical and unkind words that are not yours to carry around for the rest of your life. We get to decide that we are worthy of love no matter what size we are and that starts by loving ourselves. Now if you like, you can go over onto my YouTube channel and over on my YouTube channel, which you can just search for Hypnotic Weight Whisperer. So go to youtube.com forward slash hypnotic weight whisperer and there's also a link in the show notes and uh, the podcast description and then you can listen to I've got an eight hour hypno so you can listen overnight and it's all around self-love so I really urge you to go and check that out and start listening to it at night time because it makes such a massive difference because the stories that we tell ourselves over and over on repeat have such a powerful effect upon us. And so if we're telling ourselves these kind and loving stories with supportive and loving words, it changes everything. And now we're on to the segment of the show that I'm calling Stuff I Love. Because Bron's favorite finds doesn't feel nice coming out of my mouth. You know when words just like, you know, they tumble around in your mouth and sometimes they come out in a pleasing way and sometimes they get a bit stuck that felt like it was getting stuck. So stuff I love is working quite well. And I tell you what, another word that works really well, profiterole. Say that, it just, it rolls out of the mouth so beautifully. Profiterole, one of my favorite words. And I know that it's French and I'm possibly butchering it. But anyway, profiterole, there you go. Now on to stuff I love. What I am loving right now is from a company called Karma Bites. How could you not love that? Like straight away you love it. You don't even know what it is, right? So it is puffed lotus seeds. These puffed lotus seed pods are top of mind for me right now because I went to the movies yesterday and watched Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Amazing movie. I'm going to tell you more about that in a bit. And I much prefer these over the chemical laden, ridiculously expensive. Are these covered in gold? popcorn crap that you get from the movies. Now I went to the movies a couple of weeks ago with my friend and (laughs) I saw Bullet Train. It was quite good actually. And my friend who is super fit, super healthy, gyms five times a week, buff, like, you know, amazing figure. And I go to the movies with her and I expected her to really like my healthy snacks. And I pulled all these snacks out. I always take my own snacks. So I pulled out all of these snacks like Uh, chocolate covered chickpeas which I spoke about in the last episode and the lotus seed pods which I'll talk to you about in a second and these crispy mushroom chips and she looked at my snacks in absolute disgust and she was like what the fuck is wrong with you those are the worst snacks ever And she pulled out her snacks and she had a big box of favorites that she pulled out of her bag and this big massive bag of popcorn. I can't remember what it's called. It was it was some name that sounded like it was meant to be out of, uh, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like Snickerdoodle, Womple Pomple or something. And she ate those quite happily. But 
that's the funny thing, slim mindset, right? So she had these and she's a mum and she's used to having kids. She bought these snacks out. She had one or two of the snacks and then put them away. Like just wasn't super motivated by the food. Now onto the Lotus Seed Pods by Karma Bites. I know of four flavors. I'm not sure if they have any other ones. My favorite is the plain ones. They're just the really salted ones. That's the same as chips. I don't like any flavored chips or anything. Just the salted ones, please. And the same with tortilla chips or anything. I don't really, you know, keep your chili and lime. I'll just have the plain salted ones. They also have a wasabi flavor, which is my second favorite, and a caramel flavor, which is kind of tied for second. It's just a little bit, it's like 2A. It's not quite third place. I suppose 2A is third place, isn't it? Anyway, whatever. The other one that I haven't tried is Peri Peri because I do like Peri Peri if I'm having Nando's. But I don't know, it just didn't appeal to me. Barbecue flavor never appeals to me either. Not that they, I don't even know if they have barbecue flavor, but if they did, I wouldn't buy it. So there you go. That's my summary on the flavors. It is an earthy thing and I've given them to some friends and they're like, oh, that's an interesting flavor. So if you buy them and you don't like them, at least it was worth a shot, right? At least it was worth a shot. And if you've been nomming down on movie popcorn and you were just, and then you try this and you're like, what was she thinking? What is she on? Is she on crack or something? What? This is no nowhere near. I haven't eaten movie popcorn for a very long time. And when you stop eating stuff like that, you really lose the taste. And if I ate it now, it would just taste completely chemically. And I think, you know, even if you do eat it, you can kind of taste that anyway. That's not melted butter that they're putting on there. And I'm just not a big fan of stuff like that. Although I'm not a purist in any way, shape or form. And I still have things that I only have in small quantities because they're not as good for me. I just don't think that some things are worth having. And that's a preference and personal choice. And you get to make that choice for yourself. I'm just giving you other options that you can consider. Like these delicious, nutritious and lovely puffed lotus seed pods. And you can find them at, well, they're at my local Woolworths. I haven't found them at Coles. So if you want to check those out, they're in the health food section. This is not a sponsored segment of the show. But if they are listening and they do want to send me lots of products, I hope they have taken note of my preferences and they don't sling me out lots of barbecue ones if that is even a flavor of theirs and the peri-peri ones because I'm really not interested in those. Thank you, Karma Bites. And now on to the segment of the show called Dodgy Diet Debunking. In this segment, I share the insane, ineffective, ridiculous, and sometimes downright dangerous diets. If you have one you want me to cover, shoot the details over to me at team at mindkey.com.au or you can just tag me on Facebook as well. I do get tagged into a few ridiculous diets and I save them into a folder called Dodgy Diets. The diet that we're focusing on this week is the F-Factor diet and it's sproit by a dietitian called Tanya Zuckerbrot. Now, this is a high-protein, high-fiber diet. And this is what it says on the website. The F-Factor approach focuses on combining lean proteins with high-fiber carbohydrates, which are low in calories and keep you feeling full throughout the day. Zuckerbrot, a registered dietitian, says... While on the F-Factor diet, typical feelings of hunger and deprivation that are usually associated with weight loss are eliminated because the more fiber a food has, the more full you will feel after eating, leading you to consume less throughout the day. Fiber has zero calories, so you get to fill up without filling out. Now, weirdly enough, when you focus on one thing, in this case, fiber as the miracle cure, snake oil cure, 
then you're going to have issues. If you're eating too much fiber, you can get backed up. You can get urinary tract infections, rashes, bloating, nausea, migraines. Insane. Anyway, Tanya Zockerbrot kept saying to people, I am a registered dietitian. You can trust me. You can never have too much fiber. You can never have too much fiber. And you can never have too much fiber. There is no upper limit, her exact words, there is no upper limit to the amount of fiber that you can have. To follow the F-factor diet, you have to do three things. Eat at least 35 grams of fiber a day. Stay under your daily net carb allotment, which is when you have to do maths to work out how many carbs and then you take the fiber off and all of that. And also adhere to the recommended portion size for fats and proteins. And according to users of the diet, they were around a thousand calories a day, which is ridiculous. You're basically in starvation mode. And even Zuckerbrot says the average caloric intake is anywhere from 900 to 1100 calories per day. Insane. And there's a list of foods to avoid. And it's just, honestly, this is the opposite of foodie freedom, which is what I talk about. This is if you're ever having to ask yourself, am I allowed that? Is that on my plan? Then you're on a diet that's not going to work for you. So the diet is restrictive and hard to follow, even more restrictive than, than some diets. And also fiber is important as part of our balanced diet. But when you're having to use fiber and you're using it in the form of shakes and supplements, then that's not as good as eating fiber that you're just going to get naturally from eating a decent amount of vegetables. Now, different diets have to come up with different selling points. And this diet dubbed fiber a miracle carb, using it as this like magic gateway to weight loss. In fact, one of her books was called The Miracle Carb Diet, Make Calories and Fat Disappear with Fiber. Just crazy. And the thing is, if you have too much fiber, you can have digestive issues like stomach discomfort, bloating and gas. And especially when you don't have it with enough water. Now I'm going to talk to you about another um, thing that I did. I actually, when I was talking about my story in the last episode, I forgot a couple of things which irritated me. I did the body for life and my before pictures ended up better than my after pictures because a cheat meal would go into a cheat day and then a cheat day would become a cheat week and then I was just binging the entire time. And also I did another thing when I was in London. It was the Gillian McKeith diet and I'll talk to you about that one day as well. Just really fascinating. And one of the things was that was um, having a lot of psyllium husk and she was like, psyllium husk is like an intestinal broom. Yeah, you have to drink a lot of water if you're having that much fiber because you can have massive gastrointestinal issues. All of these diets and all of these things, especially when you're following an influencer who looks kind of glamorous and she's sharing, you know, she's holidaying in Capri and, and all of this sort of stuff. And, oh, look at what I'm eating and look at what I look like. And if you eat this, you can look like me too. It's very much a slippery slope into disordered eating. And I don't like to comment on people's appearance, but you've also got to look, does somebody actually look healthy or do they look too slim? You know, are they, is this a, a wellness influencer or is this somebody that's just get skinny at any cost? Because it's not great for your body to be like that. And now we're on to the final segment of the show. That's not as healthy as you think it is. 
And this is a little education of the food we think is healthy, but it's not as healthy as you think it is. Now, this is not condemning food. This is not forbidding food. This is not saying don't eat this food. It's just bringing awareness to things that perhaps you're not aware of. And the food that I'm sharing with you today is a breakfast rice kind of cereal. And it touts itself as a fulfilling and tasty breakfast. And it's best enjoyed warm with some smooth yogurt, banana and crumbled nuts. Mmm, sounds delicious. And then you look at the back. 36 grams of carbs. Woo! 7 teaspoons of sugar to start off your day. That's going to get you rocking. And then they suggest that you have it with a banana. And so if you added a banana into that, and again, I don't count carbs, but I am carb conscious and I wouldn't usually look up the carbs of a banana, but I would usually only, you know, I'd have a banana with some nut butter or something just to balance out the, the sugar hit. And if you added a banana into that, 23 carbs, so then doing my math super quick like in my head, so that would be... 59 grams of carbs, so basically 12 teaspoons of sugar that you're having for breakfast. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe look at it. And you've got to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? And what's another option that you could have instead? Chia pudding. Chia pudding is great. You can make it yourself. You can make it really easy. There are loads of recipes online. And you can just put a little bit of coconut cream in, some water in, and some chia seeds, add some berries, and some... Greek yogurt, I use coconut Greek yogurt. Oh, delicious. I also want to make it super clear that I really love rice and that occasionally I'll have a big bowl of fried rice and I enjoy every single last grain. And sometimes if I get an Indian curry, then I'll have a little bit of rice, like maybe only a quarter of a cup. It's what you do more often than not that makes the difference. So more often than not, if I was to get a curry, and I probably get one once a month, is that I would either have it with a quarter cup of rice and that's it. And usually I could make one curry last for four meals. So I could have maybe one or two meals with a quarter cup of rice and then stick the rest in the freezer into individual portions that I can pull out whenever I fancy it. And then some I just freeze with the meat and the sauce and then I just have it over steamed vegetables and just as delicious as having the rice. So I'm not saying don't eat rice, but if you're having this rice cereal every single morning, then it's what you do more often than not that makes a difference because everything adds up. There you have it. Knowledge is power. And when we use that knowledge to empower ourselves to make loving choices, really good decisions that nourish and nurture us on every level of body and mind, then it's paving the way to create the body we want, the life we want, desire and deserve. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Release Revolution. Now, every good revolution needs people. And so I would be ever so grateful if you could share this podcast out with friends and family. You know those conversations when people start running themselves down or looking for miracle diet cures. Just share this podcast with them. Another way that you can share is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that's showing Apple, hey, more people need to see this. And every time you leave a five-star rating, an angel gets her wings. True story. Be sure to subscribe yourself so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I've made you a whole bunch of valuable resources that you can find by clicking through on the link 
that starts in go and ends in the word hello in the podcast description or show notes. So it's go.mindkey.com.au forward slash hello. And those resources are fabulous. You've got a free hypno download that supports you to break up with diets forever. There's a workshop that you can listen to to find out your sabotaging behaviors. You can listen to more hypno recordings over on my YouTube channel. And there's paid programs and ways to work more intensively with me over there. So go over and check that out. And I'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Believe in you. You've got this.